sermon today is entitled, Be Kind Online. Liberalism is a mental illness. Hashtag Magda. I hope Trump dies of coronavirus. Hashtag riding with Biden. These are things I read on my Facebook feed. You may think them yourself. They are not kind. They are not loving to your neighbor. You may. We are reading today from the law, from the book of Leviticus, from the Torah. And God gave this law to Israel, to the people of God, when they had been newly freed from slavery in Egypt. And it was presented as boundaries to them to help them be God's people as they had become free. Now, I think the parallel here is clear because most of us are newly freed online. We did not grow up online. We do not learn from our mothers how to operate online in the same way we learn from our mothers how to open doors and, and, and pick flowers and, and be kind to one another in person. So we need some help, some boundaries on how to live with our freedom online. So today I'm going to focus God's commands to God's people specifically on how we live life together in our online community, which has become a much bigger portion of this church in the last six months in how we live together. It's so important on how we behave together that Jesus quotes this part of Leviticus chapter 19 when he's asked by a teacher of the law, what is the most important commandment? The greatest, along with the passage from Deuteronomy, to love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And the scripture begins today in verses 1 and 2. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. It begins thus. Who we are and what we do as God's people is based on who God is. God is holy. Moral, peaceful, loving, just, forgiving, kind. We are called to be the same. The scripture keeps coming back to this. It keeps saying, I am the Lord. So I'm going to come back to it as well. So we're going to continue in verse 15. You shall not render an unjust judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. With justice shall you judge your neighbor. We must seek what is right and what is just. Not just what fits in to our narrative that we agree with. And to judge justly, we must listen to the other side. We can't just be partial to one side. Break out of your echo chamber online. 
If you only read Fox News, read some NPR. If you only read CNN, read some Fox News. And then find some independent sources as well. Stuff that isn't mainstream. Follow some people who think differently than you. And judge them fairly. Conversely, don't perpetuate conspiracy theories like QAnon or 9-11 was an inside job. Conspiracy theories never render just judgments. Verse 16. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people. And you shall not profit by the blood of your neighbor. I am the Lord. Slander is probably the most prevalent thing I see online. The problem that I see online. Now, here's how you recognize it, and you cannot be a part of it. Slander involves lies. Okay? Not difference in opinion. Not calling someone else's opinion lies, but doctored videos and made-up stories. All right, Collins is going to put something on the screen for, to help you out, all right? Because this is an easy fix to find these things, all right? Here are three good independent websites that will help you determine if that post you just read, right, that thing that someone put on Facebook, that video you just watched on YouTube, that whatever thing your, your friend sent you on email, if it's actually a true fact, an actual video, or if it's fake, it fake created thing, a lie, a piece of slander, you can use these three websites. There are others. These are accredited Pulitzer Prize winning websites that are independent fact checking websites. So we'll have these. I'll put these up on Facebook so you can see them again. Use these. And before you post that meme, that video, that fact, that true story, check the source. Facebook and YouTube are not good sources. And if it's not true, it's slander. And God says, don't do that. Now, the second part of the verse, I find that the NIV translates a little more usefully for our online usage. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. Words matter. Online conduct matters. Young people are brutally attacked and bullied online, and they have hurt themselves and even committed suicide for things that have been done to them online. Online intolerance, shaming, trolling, and maybe more insidiously, just plain name-calling, calling someone stupid, mentally ill, whatever. Stereotyping against liberals, against conservatives, against police, against Black Lives Matter. It creates an environment that incites violence in the real world. And posting denigrating and hurtful words chips away at people's inherent dignity and value as children of God. When you do that, when you make someone less than God created them to be, then you are calling forth violence against them. 
If you profit by your neighbor's blood to win an election at the expense of inciting violence against others, then you are profiting from your neighbor's blood. Verse 17. You shall not hate in your heart anyone of your own kin. You shall reprove your neighbor or you will incur guilt yourself. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people. Identify hate in your online content in this way. If you are saying things or reading things or being excited about things that are about the other side, the other party, the other candidate, the other people who you don't like, who don't think like you, and then you are reading and repeating things that you would never say to someone in here, in the passing of the peace to your brothers and your sisters, then please don't say it online. Don't read it online. Don't be a part of it online. You're not telling it like it is. You're not enlightening anyone. You're just being ugly. As the scripture says, hate perpetuates the cycle of violence, grudges, and vengeance. When you believe that the other side is hateful, right? It perpetuates. It's not just you being hateful, but you seeing what the other side is doing and believing that they are hateful, acting out of hate, then you begin to feel authorized not to listen and to win at all costs. Hateful behavior often begins with, they did it to us first. You cannot forgive and bear a grudge. You cannot have complete faith in God and take vengeance for yourself. Instead, as Paul writes, we must overcome evil with goodness. Avoid hate, avoid vengeance, avoid grudges by focusing on the things that you love. The things you love about your party, your person, your candidate, your friend, family, your friends. Focus on the things you love, not the things you hate. Democrats and Republicans are not evil. Liberals and conservatives are not evil. White supremacy people... There are things that are, okay? And that's the other part of this verse, right? We, over, we avoid hate and we overcome evil by being able to clearly identify what is evil. And there are things that are evil, and these things we can identify. And it says if we don't, we incur the guilt upon ourselves. So like I said, those other things, they're not evil, but white supremacy, police being ambushed, and murdered, this terrible virus, these things are evil. These should be identified. These should be called out. Not with hate and with vengeance, but overcome with good and truth. 
And the scripture finishes, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Again and again, I am the Lord. God comes back to the beginning and reminds us that this is about who God is. It's not about creating a nicer community. It's not about political correctness. It's about who God is. God is the Lord. God is the God of all people, the Lord over all parties and over all systems of government, the Lord over all rulers. Jesus Christ will come before all of us and all will bow and give thanks to the Lord our God. So we are called then to reflect our true ruler, one who is about peace and unity, one who reflects the differences among all of us in all of its beauty, who calls out for justice and mercy, for forgiveness and grace and love. We are able to participate in God's own holiness by the Holy Spirit present within us. You have received the grace of God, been forgiven, and sent out into the world to be something better, to be holy. Thanks be to God in Jesus Christ our Lord, through the Holy Spirit. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.